This is Jimmy Jernigan, and you're listening to the Daily Dose of Wood Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dose of Wood Podcast. Today we are joined by my man, Aaron Montiero. Aaron, what's going on, man? Hey, man, nothing much. I appreciate you having me on the show, JJ. I'm here to talk about my experience, and I'm excited to give you some content for your uh, podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Offensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers. The big man up front protects all the the uh, good-looking guys behind him, but the guy <laughs> who gets down and does the gritty work. Brockton, Massachusetts native. I went to school in Keene State, New Hampshire, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, with that school. I feel like I've heard of it once or twice in my life. Yeah, a party school. Not Boston College where, you know, the, the grades come first. Talk about, you know, picking Boston College as your school. Being a Boston native, was that a no-brainer for you to, to choose Boston College? Yeah, like you said, I, um, I grew up in this area. I literally live 30, 35 minutes outside of campus, depending on what the traffic is like. So, um, you know, growing up, you kind of just see that Boston College is not only a school that takes pride in putting out good athletes and good offensive linemen, especially, but also um, good education. And that was a main deciding factor in me going there too, was the education part of it. It's like, just, that was, that was like a really like heavily deciding factor of me deciding to go there. So. Right. Now you don't really have the the tough Boston accent. No, no, I don't. I don't. People tell me all the time, especially when I'm in uh, North Carolina, like, Oh, you're from Boston. I, I I'd expected the hard accent from you. I'm just like, uh, no, I kind of avoided that. Yeah. Now, I went to school with a lot of diehard Patriots fans, Boston Red Sox fans. Was that something for you growing up? Patriots was a, a way of life for you, Boston Red Sox. Was that your favorite team? I'm not even going to lie, and I know I'm probably going to get a lot of credit, uh, a lot of crap for this, but um, I, I didn't grow up a Patriots fan at all. Wow. Yeah. I like every other Boston sport. Like, I was a big Bruins fan, big uh, Red Sox fan. Like, uh, I just never grew up a Patriots fan. So who was your team? I, I grew up a Cowboys fan, of, uh, wow. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. I probably can't even say that now because of what I do for work. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I uh, so I used to watch a lot of football with uh, my uh, older cousins and they were all big Cowboys fans. So that kind of just rubbed off on me. That kind of just like found my love for the Cowboys watching football with them. Yeah. You've bounced around quite a bit after Boston College getting picked up as a free agent from different teams, Miami, New England. What was it like, you know? serving a short stint there in New England for your, you know, home state, being around, being close to home and watching where you probably watched football growing up now playing there. Um, it was definitely a, like a crazy experience. It kind of just opened your eyes up to a lot of things. Um, it puts a lot of things in perspective, I feel like, because you grow up kind of like seeing that and like idolizing that as, as like a premier franchise, not only like living in this area, but also like the success that they had. And um, and then like being in the locker room, it kind of just like things kind of came full circle for me, if that makes sense. Did you notice that New England was run different than other franchises? Yeah, for sure. I could definitely tell. You could tell by the way that they ran meetings and practice, like everything was super direct and on point. And, um, you know, when I was there, it was we if we had a two hour practice, it was going to be two hours of strictly like getting getting stuff done. So that was just like how they, the, they ran business there, even in the meetings, that was the exact same way. Right. Yeah, I've heard from a couple different Patriots players that we've had on the podcast that it's a different type of vibe under coach Belichick and how he runs the ship there and not saying the other franchises run it any less stricter, just yeah. coach Belichick's, you know, motto and 
everything that he gives off is is very straightforward and you know get things done do your job type mentality there yeah for sure that was definitely the the mantra that that was there kind of just like focused on getting the work done being there and one big thing that i remember when i was there was like like we were in the building for a certain amount of time they wanted you to be active and attentive for that time of that period of time that you were there like you they wanted your full attention full focus and that was one thing that they harped on yeah now growing up as a kid everyone who plays football their biggest dream is you know or future job career is a football player you were able to fulfill that dream say was that your dream as a kid growing up yeah I would say so I didn't really get into playing football until I was about 12 or 13 but um you know you like at that age that's when you're super impressionable and I feel like once I got into the high school at like once I started playing football in high school and that's kind of the things that you and your friends would talk about at lunch be like oh I just want to play on the NFL field I want to wear an NFL jersey like that's when like the like real like dreams started to set in for me like like actually yeah I I think back to my days I played football too but I'm very undersized I'm like five (laughs) nine on a good day but I had this you know vision of what it would be like if I made it to the NFL and all these things playing out in my head what was a say common misconception that you realized once you got into the NFL I gotta think about this one this is a tough question I feel like or just something that you went into, you know, into the NFL, you have this vision, you have this idea from when you were a kid of how the NFL was, all these, you know, things playing out in your head. Then you get there. And what was something that you're like, oh, this happens or, oh, I didn't know this happened. I would say the first thing that I was definitely shocked about was like how quick they're, they're turning over rosters, finding new guys to come in and fill spots. How Like that was probably the one thing that like I had no idea. Like you would think that somebody star player, that's like the the fans love them. They're. That's like the hometown hero. That's like the guy for that for that franchise. But then, like, if an opportunity presents itself, they'll be quick to move on to the next person. And that was something that I kind of like had to learn the hard way, especially when I got cut in Miami. It was like, I was like, I felt like I was, I had proved myself and I had shown my ability. But it was just like out the door, somebody come right back in and take my spot. So like, kind of have to adjust to that quickly. That was the first thing that like really like culture shock that like really hit me when I first got to the NFL. Yeah, it's a cutthroat industry and it's quick turnaround time. One slip up and you know. It could cost you. How do you rebound, you know, when you do get cut from a team, but you do know there's, you know, potential, you know, it's not over, but you're, you're down. How do you pick yourself back up when you're, you're rebounding and trying to find a new team? Like you said, you kind of just got to like know that that next opportunity is is there and you just got to stay persistent, focus. And, and one thing that really helped me when I first got cut too was, um, I really tried to hone in on what they were telling me that my weaknesses were. And then I went and attacked those weaknesses as much as I could so that those were not seen as weaknesses anymore. And I feel like getting to that point, you kind of got to be honest with yourself. Like, like I can't sit here and say that if, if, if I have a weakness, I can't sit here and like brush it off or push it away or try to deflect that problem. I have to take it on as my own. I have to own that. And then I have to go and do the things that take it, that take it to fix that. So I feel like that, like, you kind of got to have the mentality of like, all right, I know I'm not perfect. I know that I failed because of this. How right. do I stop? How do I stop myself from failing and succeed the next time? Are there any veteran players that stick out in your head that have helped you throughout your time in the NFL so far that have, you know, given you that push or giving you those quick pointers to help you adjust to the speed of the game? Yeah, I would definitely say my time in Miami, um, I got to spend a lot of time with uh, Larry Tunzel. Yeah, he was definitely one of those uh, guys that was, um, you know, like, he was early in his career too, but he was one of those guys that would, um, you know, he was a real big on like uplifting you and like, you know, giving you motivation, giving you positive attitude. And I really appreciated that. And then this past year, I got the chance to uh, work with Russell Okun and he's uh, 
11 year pro in the league. So like just the, the, the way that he prepares for games, the way that he teaches us like his techniques and how he goes about every single play, he kind of just treats it so meticulous and like, that kind of just rubs off on you because you're there, you're seeing every single day. You kind of go about it the same way that he would. And I really appreciate that from him because he took the time to take guys like me, take other guys that were on the practice squad at the time, just, you know, he would take the time and sit there and focus and study with us. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's cool to see that because you see where he's at in his career. He doesn't need to take the time to sit here and coach up a young guy because that's not his responsibility, but he did it anyways because he was just a team guy. That's what he cared about. So. Sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. I know I'm 23. I think you're 24, right? Your just turned 24 just uh, like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Happy birthday, my man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. So, you know, we kind of grew up in the same, you know, time, time frame, same era. What is it like growing up, you know, watching the people on TV, football, the NFL teams, your friend of the Cowboys, and then say going against some of these guys in practice one-on-one, when does it hit you that you're like, damn, this is like real life. Like I'm in it. The real deal. I, I, I had one of those moments when I first got to college, like my first like like my first uh, like camp practice. I was just like, geez, the speed of this game is crazy. But then like you have that same exact moment. The first day you touch an NFL field is like I feel like in college, like, you know, you have like you have good athletes. But then like everybody's good in the NFL. Like you, it's not it's like an all star game for college players pretty much. So it's like you kind of just got to get used to that speed, like right off the right, right off the rip. And you don't really have that much room for error or mistake. It's kind of like I said, it's a cutthroat business. So you got to be ready for that right away. Is it really a big, you know, difference in college and, and NFL, the speed of the game? Did you notice right away, like, this is no joke, like, this is a completely whole different level of football? Yeah, no, I would definitely say you could definitely you could definitely tell the difference, the difference between the speed and the college lo- uh, level to pro level, for sure. Without a doubt. That was, like, one thing that shocked me, like, right away, like, the first practice we had, I was just like, she's got to keep up with this guy. Yeah. So that was, yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. It's definitely a, a, a wake-up moment for you. Were there any guys that you saw in person that you grew up watching that you're like, wow, this is like a dream come true? Um, I, I, it's hard to say that because we had like, like I said, like there's not really that many people that were that were in the league when I was watching it, like growing up that still play now. But like right. just seeing guys like, you know, like um, like a couple of my teammates, for instance, like Brian Burns, like he's I played against him in college. And everybody knew he was going to be the guy. And then I get to the NFL and he's like, only got nothing but better since I last played him in college. Like, it's just crazy to see like, like that kind of growth. And then I kind of think about that when it comes to um, like people that I've watched, like, especially like watching film and stuff like that too. Like, I kind of try to like, like I noticed that they've, you know what I'm saying? You can see the growth in that. And I just feel like sure. I like, that's something that keeps you like kind of on par to like keep managing your own growth too. Oh yeah. Now some recently, the big trade, the buzz around the whole NFL, Sam Darnold to the, to the Panthers. You gotta give me a little inside juice here. What's been the vibe? Do you guys have like a, a team group chat? Honestly, like you'd be surprised. I, it's been pretty ghost about it. I haven't. I had no idea any of this was gonna happen. I had no. We, you know, what I'm saying we had no. Like none of us had any idea that any of this was going on. And and I wouldn't say that there's like a like a buzz or like anything like that. I think that like in the NFL, like you said, like we talked about earlier, like you kind of gotta realize that it's a cutthroat business. People will get in and out the building as as fast as the gm as the coaches want so like i think that we all embrace the fact that you know we're gonna be whoever's here with us we're gonna be here as a team and if they have to leave or if we bring somebody else in we gotta gotta bring them along with that so i feel like like that team aspect of it is a lot different than what you would see in college because you're not living with those same guys you're not playing with the same guys for four years but like you're just bringing in new people and just adding them on but i like (laughs) i wish I, i wish i had a better juicy answer for you but um 
like we had no idea anything was going on so that was just like it was crazy to see i, I woke up my my friend sent me the thing on uh on instagram he was just like you guys got a new quarterback i was just like i had no damn idea so it's different for you this is the guy who you're going to be protecting this is yeah. you know the man who keeps everything going is a yeah, is a sure. quarterback lineman relationship over there in carolina very important what's the bond like with your quarterbacks yeah for sure definitely important before um we had the covid protocols in place we would at least have o-line quarterback dinner at least once a week just but that was just to get away from things that was just a fellowship to just gain bonds but like even then we're in the film room after practices after game um after like even when meetings get let out we're still there watching film with each other it's just it, that's such an important relationship that you need to have. You need to be on pace when it comes to uh, pass protection, run protection, and then quarterback and lineman go hand in hand with that. So that's very important for us. We kind of just like, we took that on to ourselves and we, we, we had that bond between the quarterbacks and us. What's it been like with COVID? I've talked to guys who say, you know, it sucks because they don't get that locker room experience. They say you're not allowed to really hang out in the locker room. You can't have that interaction that really, you know, blends everything together and gets everything flowing come playoff time. What's it been like with COVID? How have you and the team responded to it? Um, it's definitely been tough. Like you said, like we can't, they, we, there was a point where we couldn't even be around our teammates outside of the building. So it's like, like those dinners that I was telling you about, like we wouldn't, we weren't able to do that. And you know what I'm saying? It kind of, it kind of hinders the growth of like, off the foot like off the field uh like relationships with each other right. and um but you know i think that i think overall we kind of did like made the best of a bad situation nobody really knew what to expect with this season and how we're going like every single week we had no idea if it was going to get canceled or if we we're going to get shut down early or anything and um you know we kind of just tried to make the best of our situation whether that be like zoom calls facetime texting like our online group chat send each other like funny pictures of something to try to like you know, just like lift spirits or something funny that we had saw in practice. And um, I feel like we kind of like, um, and I can't speak for all the guys, but just saying it like me as myself, like I felt, I felt more comfort in knowing that we had at least some sort of communication outside of um, like the facility. And we could at least like, you know, like chop it up and shoot the shit on um, like that too. So that's cool. Absolutely. Now we're in the off season here. We're getting closer to the start of the season. What's an off season for you consist of? I know you're back home in, in Massachusetts right now. What, yeah. what do you usually do in your off seasons and when do you really start to get back into it? Um, so usually, well, this year we had come home uh, early because we didn't make the playoffs. So I was home the first week of January. I usually take the first couple of weeks to uh, kind of just like get myself acclimated to being back home, um, rest, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the wear and tear of practicing and the season kind of gets on you. So like I rest try to get um, like massages done and stuff like that. That's what I do for like the first couple of weeks. And then I start to hit my like actual like training, usually the last week of January into February. And then I go from there. And so we have to report to OCAs. What are you expecting going to this 2021 season? Are you, are you, you have high expectations? What are you thinking going into it? And are, are you going to be fighting for a starting role? You think? Honestly, I have no idea. I just kind of just, um, I, every single day I try to go out there and be the best version of myself. And um, I feel like mental, like mentality wise, it's, it's hard to get um, to like, to not look at that. Like, it's hard to like stay away from looking at projected starting lineups and projected rosters and cuts and stuff like that. It's hard to stay away from that as a player because like, like it's a cutthroat business. So you never really know where you stand in, the, in, in your um, situation. But um, something that I've learned from being in Miami till now is like, you kind of just got to go out there and just prove yourself every single day. 
And whether that be extra reps in practice, going harder than everybody else that you see, you know, just running to the ball, like a little effort things that can push your name up the roster chart. So um, I don't know. I don't really want to, like, I don't, I don't, obviously I want to play because that's the competitive nature inside of me. But like, I know that there's things I need to work on. I know there's places that I want to be and I'm going to do my best to get to that point. And if I'm going to, I want to be here with this team. Obviously this team has given me an opportunity that I haven't had anywhere else. So um, I don't know. I just high, high hopes, high expectation, but I'm just going to work hard no matter what. 100%. You think you've gotten an advantage from, you know, bouncing around from different teams, seeing different schemes, talking to different guys and, you know, getting a feel for the NFL like whole. Now you're back with one team. Do you, do you think that you have an advantage now going forward? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that um, the advantage of me being on a, a bunch of different teams and experiencing going through that, that cut process is like, like I said to you before, like, I know what it is that my deficiencies are and I can work towards like fixing that. And um, you kind of got to like, I, I kind of, I believe that like you kind of got to experience that real low point to, to enjoy the high moments. So like when I got cut, I was like, shit, this is the end of the world. Like I didn't know what to do at the time, but um, you know, as you, as you, as you get older, as you like work more, you kind of like learn how to, how to get past that mold and how to just like work on the things that you need to work on and just like push yourself forward to be better. 100% couldn't have said it better. You, you, you wouldn't know what those highs highs are if you don't hit those low lows. Yeah, you gotta exactly. Hit your lowest to get the, the feeling of the highest high. Exactly. Looking back, you know, looking back on Boston College, is there any one memory or memories that stick out to you? A game, a play? It's funny that you brought that up because uh, today is my uncle's birthday and I was looking through my, uh, my um, Snapchat memories and there was a memory of when um, it was my junior year. We had beat Florida State on uh, like ESPN national game. And I had this funny clip on my phone. Like I went to go like hug him after and I like tackled him on the floor. And like, I don't know how I didn't go viral because I literally like almost gave the guy a concussion by doing <laughs> it. But um, no, like I just thought about that moment. Like that was just like, like we had like, we had been like underdogs against Florida State. We had never beaten them when I was there. And we like, like beat the hell out of them. We beat them. Like, I think it was like 30 something, like 14. And we like, like just completely like out physical them, out dominate them on national TV. I don't know if you know much about BC's history, but it was a red bandana game yep. where we have like, with like the special uniforms, the special cleats, all that stuff, like a whole bunch of buzz on campus. The stadium was full for like the first time in years. Like it was just overall, just like a good feeling. And it was just like all the tides were going our way. And it just like overall was just like one of the best moments that I had at BC. Now talking about the equipment and stuff, when you go in, like say with the Carolina Panthers, do they have your stuff in the locker room or do you kind of get to go pick out, I want these cleats, I like these gloves. Is it like that? Yeah, they got, they got, um, so they give us like, um, usually everybody gets like the, the couple of sweatsuits that like every player got, like our travel stuff, our like game day things and stuff like that. But they give us the option to go in there and um, like, right, like this usually happens before camp, they give us the option to go in, pick what type of helmet we want, face mask, cleats that fit us the best, the type of socks. Like, at, like pretty much customize everything, like even like what we wear underneath. So um, they do a good job over there of uh, making sure that we're fit and comfortable and ready for uh, practicing games. Yeah, and briefly looking at your Instagram before we hopped on, I know you're like, uh, you like fashion, you're a man of fashion, you like your uh, <laughs> outfits. I like my sneakers. I, I can't lie, I like my sneakers. I don't know if you can see, but I got a whole stack over here on the right. Oh, That's yeah, yeah. Clear boxes and just stuff just here. Just I got a bunch of stuff at my place in North Carolina too, just, you know, back and forth, but. I've been a big sneaker guy since I was in high school, pretty much. I've been collecting ever since then. What's your favorite sneaker right now? My favorite sneaker right now. You're talking like 
like like that's out right now like or just like in your uh, possession that you have in that. my possession my favorite sneaker of all time i'll pull it out for you right now oh, my yeah. favorite sneaker of all time is the uh bread fours bread jordan fours i'm a big uh jordan four guy and this is i think is just the best colorway that i've ever come out with it's just so, so clean i just i don't know i love this sneaker once they said that this was coming back out especially with the nike on the back i just i knew i had to get a pair i almost got two of these but i struck out on the second pair but i had to grab these for sure are you a Jordan cleat guy too? Because I know they got the Concords and a couple other different Jordan cleats. I wish I could say that I was as swaggy as I am in person on the on the on the field, but um, when it comes to football, I'm more of a comfort guy rather than uh, looking good. I um, I actually still wear Under Armour cleats that I've worn in college. I kind of got used to that, and I like the way that they feel. So now I get I wear my Under Armour cleats for uh, games and practice. Yeah, they they got they got a good color wave there at Carolina. The the blue with the gray yeah. with the black it just looks mean. Yeah, I, I I must admit when we get the um the, like the powder blue jersey we get to wear those tops. That's definitely uh I like that's my favorite look that we have for sure. Yeah. In the season, there was a moment where Robbie Anderson didn't know who your mascot was and <laughs> kind of went viral across the internet. What was the conversations around that in the locker room after that happened? Um, I think, I mean, he knew, I, I, th I feel like he like knew after the fact, like it was kind of like a running joke, I feel like, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely funny to look back on it because it's like, like he thought it was a bear, but like, you know, like our, our mascot is a panther. Like, obviously it's going to be a panther. Yeah. It's, it's funny looking back on it now for sure. And, um, I feel like our, our, uh, team has done a good job of, uh, making light of that joke and also using it as an advantage. They got t-shirts that have the mascot's face on it. I got my little brother one, actually. It's a t-shirt that has a mascot's face and it says, I'm that bear. Like, like it's like a running joke of it, uh, Robbie not knowing. So I feel like they've done a good job about it. And they give him shit about it sometimes too. So it's cool. Definitely. Yeah, he was a big addition to the team when he signed last sure. year. Is he a funny guy in the locker room? He just seems like he's, you know, carefree and just does his own thing when he wants, how he wants to do it. He's definitely, he's a, he's a good guy for sure. He, he, he comes and works hard every day, but like, you know, everybody's got their, their own way to unwind and relax. And everybody's got like, um, you know, everybody's has their own attitude about things, but for overall, he's a, he's a really good teammate. I feel like, and he brings a lot of uh, versatility to our team for sure. Definitely. Now, when are you heading back down to Carolina to get back into the swing of things? So we start OTAs on uh, April 19th is the first day we're still, I mean, there's still in negotiations to figure out if we're going to do it, how we were last year, where it was uh virtual and if we were meeting on our iPads or if we're going to be in person this year. So, but um, if if we're in person, I'll probably head out next Friday, next Saturday, probably, and then get ready for OTAs on Monday. Okay. Now, yeah. seeing some of these undrafted free agent guys or undrafted players from college come in, if there is one thing that you could tell yourself that you would tell them, what would it be knowing where you are now to where you were? Um, I would say that try to turn off your mind as much as you can. Just try to focus on the daily grind and focus on your playbook focus on like what you have ahead of you don't look forward don't look behind look at what's right in front of you right now and um another thing too is i would say is don't worry about what's going on around you got to stay focused on what's in front of you but also you're there for a reason right. you kind of got to understand that they brought you there because they see something in you and you have to it's your job and your opportunity to go and show that whether that be in a practice uh scrimmage on just like we didn't have any preseason games last year, but we had scrimmages against ourselves. And that was our only way to prove ourselves to a new coaching staff last year. So, um, but I would definitely say that if I was to look back on it, I would just say that like, try to turn off the mind and the distractions as much as you can and just stay focused on what's ahead of you. And then 
the the fact that you're there for a reason they brought you there because they see something in you now go show that definitely that's great advice and if i was someone coming into the league i would definitely want to hear that and know that from a guy who's been through it you know understands it and has experience now looking back Aaron, man this has been great i really appreciate you coming on we wish you the best of luck moving forward we're definitely gonna be watching you cheering for you and rooting for you i appreciate it jj thank you for having me on the show um you know i i I, I feel like as a, a guy that, like you said, undrafted, you don't really get that many chances and opportunities as much as the, the bigger, more well-known guys to, you know, voice your opinion or talk about things. And I just want to say that I appreciate you having me on and getting me a chance to talk and shed some light on some things in the league. Yeah, yeah, let's go. I ain't the first with the curse, with the thirst that I wanna be better, not worse, man, it hurts. I'm on this earth with my words and I put them all together in cert, cause I wanna have worth. Working hella hard till they put me in the dirt. Gonna go far, man, listen to my words. Gonna be a star, man, life's like a blur. When you're working this hard, yeah, you get what you deserve.